0: Today I'm very excited to be talking to Ethan, who's the founder of OneFeed. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. Awesome. Four forty a.m. here. Yeah, you're 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 bright bright and early, which which may, I'm glad that this is the first thing you you're doing in the day. Hopefully, it kicks it off to a good start. Uh, for people yeah. that um for people that haven't heard of OneFeed or haven't heard of what you're working on, what is that? What is OneFeed, and what are you working on?
1: Okay, so it's not as simple to explain as like a currency converter app or something. So people are sometimes like, you know, what's OneFeed? What would I use it for? The way I kind of explain it is it's like it replaces when you go and open an app to like check what's up. Like, you know how sometimes you'll open like Twitter or maybe Apple News or Facebook or Instagram to just kind of see what's going on lately, like what you've missed, all that sort of thing. Um, One feed basically replaces like that process in your day. Um, And what it does is it lets you kind of subscribe to content from like anywhere around the web, like Twitter profiles, YouTube videos. You just put in the URL of any page and it'll automatically like detect what to subscribe to. And um, then it shows it in a feed for you. But unlike kind of generic feeds that you come across like Twitter or whatever, um, or a news feed, instead of showing a list of posts, it shows a list of people. Um, and what me- this means is if one person posts really noisily, like they still only take up one line. And that kind of lets one feed, let you keep track of things in a kind of calm way, but without relying on maybe algorithms that would be biased or like, um, you know, hyper-personalization or anything like that. It just shows you simply in chronological order that you can still keep track of everything, like quickly in a few minutes, get up to a date.
0: So it sounds like to me that you you've made some like pretty intentional and specific product decisions. So I want to get to those that, those in a second, but I want to get to the to the ultimately why did you even decide this in the uh, decide to do this in the first place? What's the origin story for one Feed and Kind of like how do you uh, how do you kind of come across the idea?
1: Yeah. So um, I guess I've always kind of wanted to make a product in this kind of space, kind of related to like. Digital well being, kind of mindfulness about content consumption, all of that. Um, but actually, I think like halfway through last year or something, I found this uh, browser extension called Fradycat, which was similar in a few ways. It introduced me to the concept of having a list of people rather than posts. So you can keep track of that. And I really liked that. Um, and I was really enjoying using it. But the problem was it was a Chrome extension. Um, and its format was really not suited to mobile. It was a very desktop thing and couldn't really be easily transferred. Well, I was kind of doing most of my content consumption on mobile, and I was like, I really want just something like this but that works a lot better natively on mobile and is cross-platform and stuff. So that meant like making certain interface decisions, like making the text a lot bigger, like making all these swiping interactions and things. Um, So it kind of came out of a sort of personal need Um, and also at the time I was trying to kind of cut down on my content consumption and make it more mindful. So it was also sort of like a personal journey at the same time of solving that problem for myself. So,
0: yeah. And this is a type of, I think, product that you're probably going to get a lot of like feedback on and and people want, are going to want to pull you in different directions for what you should build how do you kind of make product decisions for this? And how do you kind of find the balance between doing what you think is right and doing what the market wants? Because it's always a little bit of a balance.
1: Yeah, so I guess because of the quite, it, like a, one feed is a very like opinionated experience. That's why even though it is an RSS reader, I really don't like to call it an RSS reader because that comes with a lot of kind of preconceptions. Whereas one feed is kind of, like the main goal of OneFeed is to kind of change how you consume content in a very intentional way. So my first and foremost rule, I guess, is that your one feed should always only show what you've added, like explicitly only what you've added. And if I add something in future, like, for example, maybe suggested feeds just so you can find interesting things and kind of as a source of content discovery, that's always going to be optional. You'll always be able to turn it off. Um, and that's a really nice thing you can do like with Twitter their business model is ads so like they kind of they want to make the feed nice and clean but they're being pulled in different directions like showing you know like suggested content to keep you longer in the app and all that stuff whereas one feed like the customers other people using the app so yeah basically I'm open to to doing lots of different things but if it's anything that can kind of have a negative impact or potentially make things more noisy, it's always going to be optional.
0: And as you've started OneFeed, you know, what have been some things that you've learned along the way? It could be about product development, or it could just be about, you know, starting a company building on the internet, you know, just working on the internet, you know, what have you learned so far as you've kind of been working on OneFeed? Well, one thing I've learned funnily is don't choose a product name
1: with numbers in it. Because, um, One feed is actually one feed with a number one. So it's if you want to search it up, it's number one and then like feed. Um, But people who hear it on podcasts and stuff, for example, you might search up one, like the word one, and then feed, which brings up some random like digital product agency or something. So that's one thing I've learned. But um, I guess I've just like I've pretty much just learned like um, that kind of you're the one like you should be the one making decisions like don't like be intentional about what you add and like how you craft the experience and like definitely I've been really open to feedback but before I implement the feedback I'm like how's this gonna affect the experience and like ultimately because I like with some stuff I've worked on before I've just been like oh someone asked me to add this I'll add it um but with this I've been thinking a lot more about the overall experience. And I think that's paid off. So yeah, kind of related to what you were saying before.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, And if you were to kind of look out into the future, like 5, 10, 15 years, maybe as far as you want to look, what is the what what is the big vision here for OneFeed? Or in other words, you know, what's this company going to look like in a decade or two? And what direction are you rowing in?
1: Well, yeah, so first of all, I think OneFeed has two different missions. The primary mission is to kind of fix people's relationship with content consumption and kind of uh, build help It's not like a solution. It's it's a tool for your own solution. So if if you want to build healthier digital content consumption habits, using OneFeed isn't magically going to fix that, but it's a tool that you can use to really help while you're moving yourself towards that goal. So that's the primary mission. The secondary mission is kind of to fix the way that, this is a kind of bigger long-term mission potentially, but is to kind of fix the way that the internet works and kind of how it got us in this place where we have like feeds that people are getting addicted to and things. Um, and how I see that happening is all these things like kind of social media addiction, all of that, like people think they're kind of uh, they're, the, they're the problem, but I see it more as the symptoms. I see the actual problem as the fact that the content that you read and the like the place where you see it are not two separate entities like you don't choose to open Instagram because you think they like they have your favorite algorithm that like you like the most because it doesn't get you addicted or something you open Instagram because that's where your friends have posted and apps like OneFeed which kind of like take these two places and make them separate you have the source of content and then you have the place that you're like subscribing to that content and like discovering that content um i feel like that's kind of part of that mission and if we can kind of get that stuff sort of more mainstream then we can kind of have a situation where you're not like instagram can't just add whatever thing they want like more suggested posts at the bottom of your feed because people will just move to a different like feed viewer or whatever um, and they can see the same content, but with a different interface or different algorithm or maybe different moderation algorithm. Um, so I think kind of a really healthier internet would be you have your content, then you have like a separate moderation layer. And then you have like another separate viewing layer that each individual person can choose from. And then you have that competition rather than having like a lock into a particular platform. Um, and I think that was kind of what the original internet was like. Um, but I think a lot of the reason that that failed and we ended up with these giant platforms that we all go to was because nobody was making like a really sexy experience for that, like a, something that was really like attractive, desirable. So OneFeed's kind of part of that mission to like kind of make this sort of more decentralized format, like sexy again, you know?
0: Yeah. So yeah, I mean- that's the big mission. I love it. I think that is, is very, uh, a very exciting vision to think about, um, you know, existing. And in order to make it happen, you'll need some help though, right? It takes a village to make a startup work. So my question for you is how can the Forward Thinking Founders community help you make it happen? Are you hiring? Are you raising money? Are you looking for, you know, users or partners? You know, how can we assist?
1: Yeah, so obviously all of that stuff is a longer term vision. But in the shorter term vision, I'm pretty much just trying to make it like a sustainable thing. I can work on like a good source of income so I can devote time to it, all of that stuff. Like I'm actually just making it kind of as a side project at the moment, like along with school and stuff. So kind of on the side. Um, So I think the main thing at the moment I'm kind of interested in is, first of all, like users and things. If you think there's someone like if you think that would be really one feed would be really useful to you or maybe like a family member you know or something um, I'd really appreciate getting the word out uh, and then I guess the other thing is if anyone in your audience happens to be like a journalist something or someone with a large following um, and you think one feed is interesting it would, I would really appreciate it if you kind of shared it or maybe uh, got in contact with me about writing something about it if you think your audience would like it or all that sort of stuff. So yeah, pretty much just users.
0: And then if someone wanted to get in touch with you, either as a user or maybe someone with an audience, for my last question, how can they find you online? Do you have a website, social media, email address? How can someone learn more?
1: Yeah, so um, I have social media, email, all that stuff. The easiest way to find it all is if you go to ethan.link. That's my website. And from there, I have links to like my Twitter and all that stuff. My Twitter username is Bully Goosh, which is a bit hard to like uh, spell out. So maybe I'll just say ethan.link. And from there, you can go to my Twitter and stuff. And uh, yeah, you can DM me or tag me or anything like that. And my email is me at ethan.link. I don't think I have that on my website, so it doesn't get scraped or whatever. But um, yeah, you can also email me.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I love what you're building and I wish you luck building now. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me.